Good evening and welcome to episode 196 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandumwa Kumalo. It's a Tuesday edition of the Private Property Podcast. And if you join us for the first time, well, you've definitely missed out on quite a lot of great episodes that we have brought on your screens. So do make sure that you go back to some of the amazing episodes uh, on our Facebook as well as our YouTube channel in order for you to catch up on all the great episodes that have that we have covered over the past. It's been nearly a year. I was actually even posting on my Instagram just earlier on that uh, I think I was posting the reposting the video that we did when we reached episode 50. And now as we get ready for episode 200, it seems like 50 was a lifetime ago. So if you have missed out some of those great episodes, well, you certainly have quite a bit to chew on. And to our regular viewers, welcome back. I know that many of you have been around with us from episode one. We certainly do appreciate the love that you always show us and engaging with us constantly. Remember, we love hearing from you. So do send us the love down here below. Um, and also, let's make this property circle bigger, as I love saying make sure that you invite your friends and family so that we can all get to know a little bit better about property and make sure that we make informed property decisions. Now, one of the things that we also love doing, and I know the regulars will know this one quite a bit, is running competitions. And we're doing just that. We've kickstarted 2021 running our Sherlock Holmes competition. We want to see if you can crack the riddles that we bring to your screens every single week. And if you're able to do so, the lucky winner every single Friday stands your chance of walking away with 5,000 Rand voucher. And because we love making things, you know, just more interesting and making sure that we keep it spicy, every Wednesdays and Thursdays, we're also going to have a 500 Rand spot prize that you can get to walk away with. But you have to be watching us live because you need to be able to claim um, that particular uh, prize. So do make sure that you continue watching, engaging us, and you can stand a chance of also walking away with the spot prize. We know we can only do one uh, big prize at the end of the week. So we want to make sure that we make we, we, we increase and make the winner's circle as big as possible. Well, you know that as we're running the Sherlock Holmes competition, this, this week's clue is one that's actually very easy. I think this one is an easy one. Uh, and that this week's clue is just inland from the mother city in a student town that grows wine. You'll find the three rooms to play, to play in, in a secure estate that's Val Gafonder. And that is the clue uh, on week four of the Sherlock Holmes competition. I think I may have cracked uh, this one. Unfortunately, I cannot play along. I saw a few of some of the top fan gang members on Facebook uh, saying that they already know what the answer is. Uh, so do make sure that you go to www.privateproperty.co.za uh, and to, in order for you to enter that competition and let us know where you think the riddle points you to. Well, this evening we are talking about something that I absolutely think every single person who is interested in property needs to know about. But before I get into that one, it's a Tuesday, meaning that I'm not going to be alone this evening. Later on at 8 p.m., you can get us, uh, you can get to watch Umbali Nogo on the Farming Podcast. So do make sure that you stay tuned just after the show, especially for those of you who've got green fingers and you want to explore all things agriculture. She's going to be back on your screens again on Thursday 
Thursdays at 8 p.m. And Esther Klassen will be on the screens tomorrow at 8 p.m. with the first time home buyers show. Of the weekend, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers show where he gets to profile some of the best estates and complexes that the country has on offer. So we definitely do have quite a lot in store for you here at Private Property as well as on your TV screens. Uh, we've got, of course, the Mzansi Cribs makeover every single Thursdays at 9.30. And that is one that you can look forward to. And the repeats are over the weekend, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. So we've covered all your property needs and there's certainly isn't uh, something that we're dealing with. But if you think that there is, do let us know down here below. We're always uh, happy to make sure that we bring the right experts or even the right show that will cater to your property needs. Well, to get us into this uh, evening's conversation, I was saying earlier, it's one of those things that I think every single one of us needs to know about, especially if you're in the market for a property, and especially even when you're selling your property, that it is one of those things that you want to invest in. And of course, I'm talking about property inspections and why they are worth investing in, because it is one of those things that we sometimes overlook or just are not aware of. So this evening, we're certainly going to look at what exactly do we mean by property inspections, especially because we sometimes use that word very loosely. And I'll explain as we get into this evening's conversation what I mean by that. We'll also explore the importance of property inspections and who essentially gets to benefit when property inspections are done. And to help us better understand this and really get a grip over this one, uh, it's somebody who needs no introduction. We've had him on the show. It's always so great uh, to speak to him. And that is Ellen Ferreira, who's a director at Uncle Property Group. Ellen, good evening and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me back, Summer. It's always such a pleasure, uh, Ellen. I think you're probably one of the uh, very big authority figures when it comes to property inspections and certainly helping us as you know consumers in better understanding why it's so important to invest in a property inspection. But before we even look at the importance of it, I think let's first just look at what a property inspection is. Uh, because oftentimes when I think about you know viewing a property, whether as a tenant or even as somebody who wants to buy, we often talk about, you know, make sure you inspect the, you know, the property, you check that, let's say all the taps are, are working, you check that all the plug points are working. We kind of casually use the word inspect. Um, and even we'll say to tenants, when you've moved into your new place, you know, almost inspect, you must sign your inspection sheet um, and also make sure that you kind of watch out for what might be wrong in the unit and alert your landlord as quickly as possible after moving in. But of course, we mean inspection slightly differently uh, for this evening's conversation. So do you explain to us what exactly we mean when we talk about uh, property inspections? Okay, so property inspections is basically done before you sign an offer to purchase. And the benefit of doing the property inspection is to ensure that what you're buying is actually what you're getting. So the inspection covers everything from the roof all the way down to the foundation, inside, outside the property. Um, it covers the inside of the, of the roof cavity, if, if it's a, a pitched roof or tiled roof or any of those. Um, it covers the boundary fences. It covers stormwater removal. Um, there's a whole host of things, a swimming pool, anything that is in the four walls of the property is covered. Now, to ensure that you are able to have a, a, a comprehensive 
understanding of what you are purchasing as when you normally walk into a house and you go, gee, the, the kitchen looks nice or the bathroom looks nice. You know, you're not looking for the faults. You actually, you're buying with emotion. You're excited to look at a new house and you've been looking at so many and, you you, you know, you, you sometimes get blind to any faults that may be on site and you're not actually seeing them. You, you, you're blind to those and you're overlooking them. And it's important to understand that by getting a property inspection done and by getting an independent person that is unbiased, that is not, it's, it's not in favor of you, it's not in favor of the seller, it's there to help you make a decision on the property that you are about to purchase. So before you sign that offer to purchase or whether you're wanting to rent or whatever it is that you, whichever option you're doing, it's best to get it done to avoid any of those costly mistakes that are there, that are hidden, that you are not, you're a novice when you buy. Even, even investors that are buying and that overlook certain things in their haste to get through the property and the excitement of getting another property on their portfolio, or if it's a first-time buyer, they, they, they want to move in, they, they forget that there are issues when you are buying a house. And I think that if they just step back for five minutes and realize this is an important investment that they are making, they need to make sure that what they're buying needs to have a thorough looking through to ensure that it's not going to cost them money. And I think that is the most important thing. The small investment that they are making up front will save them a huge amount of money down the line due to many things, you know, that is pointed out in those reports and in those photos to help them to understand that, you know what, um, the roof's nodding. It, it, it might be in a fair condition now, but it's going to cost me down the line in a year's time or two years time. Will I have that money to, you know, be able to cover those costs and to protect your assets? Otherwise, if you don't protect it, you're going to devalue. And I think that's what people are not looking at. They, they're seeing that they're making a small investment. They don't know whether they really want to buy the house and they're not understanding the huge implication that they're making and putting a financial burden on themselves should things go pear-shaped. Mm. And, and perhaps, Alan, this is probably a good place to, a good time to get a sense of what exactly, uh, you know, goes into a property inspection, because I'm sure there are also viewers at home who are thinking, okay, so what, what does that inspector uh, essentially do? Okay, so obviously um, the inspection, um, when you arrive on site, you're checking everything from the, as I say, from the top of the roof. So that means you're jumping on the roof, you um, having a look at the condition, what maintenance has been taken place, whether there are potential water issues that are going to happen within the next short period of time. You've got the photographic evidence of everything and you're documenting everything from the top to the bottom. So after you've done the roof, you're going to start doing the exterior walls. When you finish with the exterior walls and you've checked for damp and any of those major issues that actually are quite costly at the end of the day, those are the major things. We're not talking about superficial little um, minor little plaster crack here or there. We're talking about significant structural issues um, that are, are, are really costing tens and thousands of rands, which if you don't have that money, actually 
cause further damage to the house mm -hmm. and therefore you actually are in a worse off position because you haven't been able to sort out the issues that have cropped up that you didn't know about or that you don't, you, you know, you might be buying at your max budget and now you don't have money to carry out those um, much needed sort of repairs, if you want to call it. It's not, it's not there to um, point fingers or anything. It's there to make sure that you don't get caught out by sellers not disclosing items, which they should be disclosing, where there are structural issues, where there are maintenance issues which they've never taken care of and they've actually just overlooked over a period of time because either they haven't had the money or they just don't actually care about the property they're staying in and that and looking after their asset. And if you are having to go in and starting to, you bought a house for a million or two million or whatever it happens to be, and all of a sudden you've got three or 400,000 rands worth of repairs that you have to do, and remedial work, where do you get that money from? And that's what we are, uh, are protecting customers from. So the small amount of money that you pay for the inspection is saving you hundreds and thousands of rands in order so that you don't have a financial burden put on you. Because once you've signed, there's really no way of getting that fixed up unless you start um, taking a loan or extending the bond or things like that. And that's what we're trying to alleviate if you, to make sure that at least if you are compensated for the work that needs to be done in a lower offer to purchase at the beginning, you at least then have got that money to be able to do those repairs and to get the house to the, 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 the area which you need it to be in order to enjoy it without having those issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think it's actually one of those things that we probably take for granted so much. Uh, you know, when you're talking about how you can buy a house for a million, two or even three, and you're not quite aware of, you know, the extent of the damage that the property might have and how you may end up needing to spend two, three hundred thousand rands fixing it. I, I do quite a lot of this stuff. And I think one of the things that I've also just picked up is we tend to underestimate how costly repair, repair work can be. And that sometimes even a small thing, um, you know, could easily set you back 20,000 rands. And we know that nobody has 20,000 rands just kind of lying around for repairs. Um, if you do have it set aside, it probably has a particular purpose, uh, which is not maintenance. So you really do want to set yourself up in the best possible way um, when it comes to, you know, looking at what an inspection says, but also making sure that there is, um, in fact, a, a, an inspection that is done. We are going to be taking your questions and comments, and I see some of them already coming in. We're talking investing in property inspections and why it's such an important thing to invest in uh, when you are you know, buying a property, especially when you're buying a property. And I'd even go to the extent of saying when you're buying a fixer-upper, because sometimes when you, as property investors, you want to buy that fixer upper and you think, look, I can see the damage. Perhaps it needs a little bit of paint here, uh, you know, maybe a new floor, but you don't really have the best sense of the extent of the damage and may need professional help in order to come in and say, this is actually some of the things that are wrong so that you're able to go back to your numbers and, and, and see, 
are you going to afford to essentially do the work that is required to get it to the, the place that it needs to be if you want to, for example, flip it or if you're looking to rent it out to tenants. And, and I think I mean, one of the things I, I certainly want us to, to look at a bit later on is what some of the typical issues uh, arise when you do a property inspection, because I'm sure viewers are probably thinking, okay, so what are some of those issues that may typically um, come up when a property inspection is done? And But before we get to that one, Ellen, I want to take a few questions and comments from our viewers at home. So we've got one here from uh, from Facebook. It's coming from Ulteb Mukhubudi, who asks, to what extent is a buyer allowed to sort of inspect a property during viewing for example are you allowed to flush the toilets to see if they work open the sink tap to see if they work etc absolutely you're allowed to check everything out in the property that you are wanting to purchase and that you are entitled to check the plumbing you um, check that the toilets are running check that taps are working correctly you are entitled to have a look in the cupboards to see whether there's any leaks or anything like that and even though you're doing those sort of those easy sort of due diligence um, items and that there's a lot of items that get overlooked. So it's important to make sure that you either have a little checklist with you so that you don't forget certain things when you're on the property and that and you, you, you just walk around the property. If you're really interested, you're going to have a second viewing and you need to if, if you do, if you're doing it yourself and that you really need to check into every nook and cranny to see what is there. The, the, the challenge that you have is that what what you think might be something that is very superficial might end up being a real costly exercise and you haven't got quite the expertise in order to assess that and to put a value to those repairs. So it's sometimes not always as easy as it sounds. You just check to see if the toilet's leaking or the, the, that the taps are, are working and that type of thing. There's a lot more involved than just checking those few sort of items. But if you're doing that, you are, you're heading in the correct path. You're doing yourself a, a great favor and that by checking things out correctly. But there's actually a lot more involved than just checking to see if toilets and that are running and, and, and taps. And, and that type of thing. Mm. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I'll probably add um, for Tepo there that one of the things that you can definitely do while viewing, um, you know, in addition to checking taps and lights and those kinds of things, I even like asking where it, the geezer is because um, you tend to find, especially in a lot of buildings or sectional titles, um, a geezer sometimes bursts and there's water damage that you might not see. You find that, let's say, a geezer is in a bedroom and it did, in fact, burst. And perhaps the wardrobe at the back is already sort of peeling and the wood is coming apart. Uh, the wall is a bit damaged. So those are things that you're able to ask about and, and get a good sense of. Um, but, of course, here we're talking inspection by a professional as opposed to you as, as a buyer who's first sort of looking and there are things that you'll be able to see with the naked eye but obviously somebody who's an inspector it goes beyond what you and I can see with the naked eye um, when they do their inspection. Uh, we've got another question here coming through from Uma on Facebook saying um, you know, can Alan please advise on an inspection of a newly constructed property? What does one look for? Uh, and this is such a good one, you know, Alan, because some new developments are coming on. Perhaps you're going to be buying into new development. I know that there's a bit of a broken trust 
uh, with a lot of new developments that we've seen, where in as much as we know that before they do hand over, they're supposed to be, you know, checked. There's a company that comes and snags and makes sure that all those snags are first dealt with. But we have seen are too many instances where people move into a new development and there are still issues and the kind of issues that should have been picked up during an inspection or when a snag list was being compiled. The challenge that you have with those new developments is that the person that's doing the snag list, um, that, that, that last final snag list is usually the owner. And while everything looks pretty and nice when it's brand new, they're not seeing the underlying problems. And one of the major things on new properties when doing snags and that is that installation of things haven't been done correctly. They've used yeah. sort of cheap paints that yeah. it, it peels off straight away um, within the first six months. And you, you, you drive around and you can see the complexes and, and the houses that get repainted after a very short period of time and you wonder why. And those are all the things that come up in that. And if it was checked correctly by someone that actually um, has better knowledge, you actually can eliminate all of that. And we've done quite a few of those where um, the, the developer hasn't put insulation in the roof, where they haven't done the wiring correctly. And if you deal with that right at the beginning, you then, at least if it's just only your unit that's getting um, resolved, at least it's better than only seeing it six or eight months down the line and you're seeing issues arise and you can't really do too much about it. So it's sometimes better just to make sure that you get it done properly at the beginning. Even on a new build, we see many issues arising where there's damp in the walls and you can't, you don't want to move in and then your furniture starts getting ruined because you've got damp on the walls and things like that because they've taken a shortcut and anything like that. And I think that's the key is that you, it's not bad money spent, it's good money spent, but at least it's putting your mind at rest. And if there's an issue, you can resolve it right at the beginning before you move in. And I think that resolves a lot of the problems that complexes have and new developments or houses have going down the line and that you don't end up, that you're moving in and your, your life is disrupted and your, your uh, property gets damaged inside once you've moved in because then, you know, the dust and everything, it just goes everywhere. So if they're having two repairs and you don't want to do that. Mm. And, and I guess then, Alan, this is actually a great time to ask about what some of the typical issues that would, tip, that would generally get snagged during inspection. Uh, I mean, you've done, I'm sure, thousands by now of, of, of inspections. What are some of the more typical issues that you would uh, find when doing an inspection? So the, 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 the most um, issues are on the roof and on the damp that is around the house. Um, and there's a lot, and a lot of that is um, due to the fact that the ground hasn't been graded correctly, which mm -hmm. means that the storm water hasn't been adequately allowed for to move away from buildings. Um, so they, they tend to dam up in certain areas, which then cause damp issues. And then you're having to repair the damp. And what, what ends up happening is that, again, you, the person that's coming in is, is fixing the damp and they're and they doing a, 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 like a, a damp proofing around the bottom of the wall, but they haven't taken the problem away, which is getting the storm water away from the house. So they haven't done the ground preparation before that or put on proper gutters if there's gutters or make sure that there's a one-meter paving around a house that's got no gutters. 
because that is building regulation and a lot of it is overlooked and they don't know and they get caught out and that's those are why the damp issues are rising. Obviously, on your older houses, you've got roof issues where the roof has been neglected and water is ingressing in the roof and then it's not being adequately maintained in that because people are just doing sort of patchwork. And so those are the, really the key areas where a lot of issues are arising with water and the roofs and, and, and that and where a lot of the costs, because it's not just the damp proofing that's got to be done, it's the repainting of everything. And then you've got, once you've, it's dried out, you've got not only the exterior, you've got the interior to do. So really, it starts to add up quite uh, dramatically the numbers, which is not what the, a new owner wants when they move in, to start spending the hundreds and thousands on those repairs and it's really not money that you're getting back because there's no value in the property. It should have be been maintained correctly from the start. Mm. And I think it's also just one of those things that you typically wouldn't have budgeted for. Uh, and so it, it, it does raise the question of where's the money going to come from? You don't want to move into a new property, have to potentially take out a personal loan in order to do renovations because that just financially sets you back, right? Here you've, just gone and bought this new property. It might be your primary residence or perhaps even an investment property. You definitely don't want to be spending more money than what you had budgeted for because when you were sitting down and running your numbers, uh, you were very clear on what the running costs of owning that property was. And you certainly did not budget for spending, you know, thousands and sometimes even hundreds of thousands fixing certain things that you were unfortunately weren't able to pick up uh, prior to signing that offer to purchase and going ahead with the with the purchase. Now, Alan, I think when we then look at property inspections, who would typically get it done? I mean, if you look at a situation where we're currently right now seeing a lot of properties on the market, and if anything, I always say buyers are quite spoiled for choice because of the market that we're finding ourselves in. Would a property inspection be something that, for example, a seller would typically do prior to putting perhaps their property up um, on privateproperty.co.za? Or is it something that a, a buyer can, can do and pay for or request the seller to essentially do and pay for? How would it typically work out? So generally what happens is that the buyer would request it and they would pay for the inspection. The inspection would be done. They'd get the report. They would get a, a costing of what the repairs would cost if there's anything around the property. And let's say that amount was 200,000 as an example. Then if the property was um, 2 million rand, they would say there's 200,000 rands worth of, of repairs and maintenance that need to be done. And that would typically then they would put a new offer in of maybe 1.7, 1.8 million rand to compensate for that work to be done. If a seller did it prior to being um, put on the market, the benefit of that is, is that it gives the seller the opportunity to repair the house of things that they have overlooked for years. Mm. Um, and it puts the, um, the seller then makes it, the, 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 uh, the, the, the whole process very transparent because it's already been done. And when the buyer comes in, the report is there and they've said there's an issue, let's say, on the roof or there's a little bit of damp there. And that it then the, the, the seller has the option of either having repaired it already and saying, listen, it was, it, there was an issue, it was repaired. And so you're getting a trouble-free house, which would then make their selling price a lot more um, 
understandable to the to any buyer because they've either resolved all the issues or they've said, listen, we're not prepared to do that. These are the issues. They're transparent about it. Instead of asking, say, 2 million rand, we are asking 1.8 or 1850 or whatever it happens to be, and to try and get it the selling prices as favorable to them as possible without a witch hunt then going, being taken place, and then they're getting an even lower offer. So their prospects of getting a higher offer by being transparent is a lot better than getting the buyer to do it, and then they're going to come in even lower because they know all the, the effort that has to go into having to do those repairs and the inconvenience. Mm. Uh, we've got a comment here from YouTube, Ulindewe Falen, saying, in the middle of crack renovations as we speak, bought the house in 2019, been nagging the developer since March 2020, wish I had a qualified inspector before I bought. And it is what we were saying right earlier, Ellen, that unfortunately sometimes we learn in retrospect because I know many of us didn't even know about inspections or that you can request one to be done. Uh, And especially if, because I think one of the things is sometimes you may, let's say, really fall in love with the place. It ticks all of your boxes. Uh, The location is fantastic. And you see yourself and your family living there. One of the big benefits with still insisting on an inspection is that you are then aware of what the issues are going in, especially if the seller is not going to be, you know, addressing them at all. Then you're almost aware of it. You know that that's something that's going to be coming up. You can maybe even get in contractors, get a quote. Um, Maybe some of the things are not as urgent for you to address right now. So you can almost project plan when you want to fix some of those things. Uh, But you'd rather know and have all the information at your fingertips than find out like Lindy, once you've already moved in and there are all these different issues that keep coming up. Because I think one of the things, and and I don't know if you've also seen this, one of the things that I've certainly spotted is more often than not in a place where, let's say, an inspection wasn't done or where there are issues, you tend to find that there's going to be more than one issue. So it's very rarely just that one small thing, we fix it, maybe it's a 5,000 rand fix and that's it, we move on. There are typically so many other little things that keep coming up that would have very easily been picked up had an inspection been done. Exactly. And, you know, people are a little bit shy to, to spend the money not realizing the huge benefit that it actually gives them when they're purchasing a property. And what they, what, what they also need to understand is that you need, just like a car, you don't, when you buy a second-hand car, it has to have an inspection done before the bank will give you a loan. It's the same with a property and that, and even more so. And, you know, even though you're thinking, oh, I'm buying a three or four, five million rand house, it should all be fine. It, they're actually not fine. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've been doing this from, you know, the, the inspection side from 2016, and we've saved customers about 45 million rand in um, things that have been shown in the inspection that have been faults that they have been able to reduce their asking price and save their money when they've made those new offers. So it, it shows that there is definitely savings when they're making a purchase and that, and it's substantial savings. I mean, we've had houses that have had over 3 million rands worth of damages that need to be resolved. And this is in, in very expensive places like Mayersdal Eco Estate. 
um, where they're trying to sell the house for 15 million rand and it's not worth more than, you know, 9, 10 million rand because there's all those issues. And the issues are, again, damp, roof, those type of things. And, you know, they quickly add up, especially when you've got a house of that sort of value and that sort of size when, you know, they're 800, 900 square meters, it's huge. It doesn't cost you small amounts of money to go and repair those. Mm. And so it doesn't matter whether you're at the bottom end of the scale or the top end of the scale, a property inspection is absolutely a must and you should never buy a house without it because otherwise you're just looking for problems down the line you can't say afterwards oh i want let me get it done let me try and fight with the lawyer let me try and get it it doesn't work like that it makes it so much more challenging to get the to get money back out of a seller once the deal has gone through because sometimes they've immigrated where are you going to get that money from mm. so protect mm. yourselves protect yourselves and get it done it's the only um, advice that I can say and to, in, to instill in people to make sure you've done it correctly because otherwise you do get caught out with, you know, it's, it's every day. It's not just the, the, it's not, it's the norm. It's not even, it's not even a, a slight percentage. It's every single house and it's very sad at the end of the day. Mm. We've got a comment here from Glad Shirinda saying, I sold my townhouse in Moycliffe Ridge within a year due to rising dams that was reported more than twice and the body corporate was not willing to assist. And we get quite a lot of that. I think when I, when I look at certain areas in Gauteng, there are some that are, are notorious for having rising dam. And we've even seen that with some of them, it is in these very expensive uh, you know, areas and complexes and estates. And yet the issue still is never resolved. And, you know, person will sell and the next person will sell, but it simply just wasn't resolved. And it's one of those things where, I mean, and I, I know it's now it's been reported where you know, they'd say probably building was just never supposed to happen there uh, because of the nature of, you know, that specific area or in the event where you wanted to build, there's quite a bit more extra work that you had to do on the soil, which unfortunately costs quite a lot of money. And because developers sometimes also want to cut those costs, they end up not doing, um, you know, the work that's needed to make sure that the people who end up buying don't have these kinds of issues. Yeah. You know, unfortunately the, shortcuts that get taken in building is every single day and you can drive around suburbs it doesn't matter whether you're in the middle of Bryanston or whether you um in a less expensive area or any of those builders are taking shortcuts and it's costing the buyers hundreds of thousands of rands in repair work and unfortunately, the, 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 the powers that be that are supposed to do these checks and inspections and that from council and from the, the NHBRC, the National Building um, Council, and that they are not doing their jobs correctly and that and they're getting paid underhanded uh, amounts of money to overlook issues and that. And they're just getting passed on to the buyer. And the buyer is sitting holding the hot potato and they actually are ruining the industry. And that is why builders generally don't have such a good reputation because of the fact that they're always taking shortcuts and everyone's trying to do cheap. And by doing cheap, it's costing them down the line. And that, if you're thinking you're getting it for, for 10,000 Rand, it's actually costing you 50,000 Rand in repairs. And that is a big problem. That is a big problem. And, you know, the customer doesn't have that sort of money to outlay to do those repairs. So he then tries to sell it on to somebody else. 
because th those costs are sometimes astronomical and they don't have that cash available for them. So uh, they, they, buyers beware, do the homework, get the inspections done. You know, it'll give you most probably a 98% um, uh, um, that it's right there. I mean, because you can never have everything 100% because you're not, you're not x-raying the house, you're doing a, an inspection of it. So, and it, it, you know, at least you know with fairly good confidence that what you're buying and what costs you can expect if you choose to go ahead with the purchase. We've got a question coming from YouTube. This one is coming from Umziwake Begwane saying, can the buyer of an off-plan sectional title get inspections done once the seller picks up some defects in the property? Sure. Um, you know, obviously, only once the, the, that, that off-plan has been built um, and then you're coming in after, after the fact, um, you can get it checked. If you have started any building project or anything like that, or you're uncertain or you see something, your gut says, this is going wrong. Phone an independent inspection person, let them come out and do that assessment for you. Because if you stop it at the beginning, you can rectify it at a much cheaper cost then when the building has been completed and then you say, but I told you that there was an issue there or I told you that there was an issue there and you said everything was going to be okay. Rather stop it, wait two, three days, get the inspection done, put your mind at rest, rather get the remedial work done because then it makes it a lot easier for the rest of the building process to go forward. And you can always ask that person to come back and do intermittent checks for you in order to make sure that correct standards are adhered to. And that way you're ensuring your project is in uh, being completed correctly and you're not going to have problems going down the line in that because it's getting checked and you know that your um, house is going to not have the issues that And Mzwaki actually has a follow-up question there excuse me, Alan, saying, follow up on that question, are there any remedial actions uh, that the buyer can take towards the developer? Absolutely. Um, you know, um, the, any development or any new house that gets built, there's a five-year warranty. And so if there's any issues in that, you can um, report it to the National Building Council. They will um, come through and have a look, assess the issue, and they will then say, right, this needs to be done or that needs to, remedial work needs to be done. They don't do, the unfortunate part is that they don't do cosmetic little things with hairline cracks and that it's got to be really substantial issues for them to get them involved in that. And so you sort of let down that you, it, it really has to be quite serious for them to be involved. So it's really, it's, it's sort of, you need to try and arrest those problems before they actually get there. If something's not going right, rather get it resolved at the beginning and try and get it fixed up before it gets to that point because it's very difficult to get them to do things unless it's really that the house is cracked wide open. Then they start to take the, the matter more seriously in that. But on smaller, minor things that they really write it off as cosmetic, and it's not cosmetic in a lot of instances. It's a little bit more than cosmetic, but they don't see it as, as um, um, the way that they should view it, that it is serious. It's sort of like a minor sort of incident. And that's, it's like getting a, a yellow card in soccer. 
It doesn't, you know, it's like uh, you, you pull the guy, we don't really mind. It's not that. This is, you know, red card offenses where they really need to be um, addressed and it needs to be resolved because it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. Mm. Alan, before I let you go, any final tip to our viewers at home when it comes to property inspections? You know, I think if you're going through the house for the first time and you really like it and you're thinking of putting an offer in, I think let's just get that inspection done. Protect yourself. I promise you it'll be the best money that you spent. It's a, it's a, it's a few thousand rand to, to get an inspection done by a, an inspector. And you're actually putting your, your own mind um, at rest and at knowing with confidence that you're making a good purchase and that any unforeseen thing is not going to just all of a sudden rear its ugly head the day you move in because it does and it bites you really badly and you just don't want to be caught out. You, it's going to cost you thousands and thousands to repair and, you know, I wouldn't want anybody to be caught out. Rather spend the few thousand rand to save yourself hundreds of thousands of rand. And that's a great place to leave it. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Amma. And that is Ellen Ferreira, who is the director at Anchor Property Group. I do hope that you found this one quite insightful. I think it is one of those things that we easily miss, um, more often than not, because we just don't know about property inspections. But now you know better. You're definitely not going to find yourself getting caught up with buying a property where you don't quite know the extent of how the house is like or the apartment is like. So do make sure that you reach out to property inspectors inspectors uh, when you are interested in a property. Well, that's it from me, Zamantungwa Kumalo, and the rest of the Private Property Podcast team. We're going to be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7pm, but Mbali Noga is coming up next with the Farming Podcast. I'm Rick Nidling, I'm an Olympic gold medalist and shareholder and marketing director of Aldevia Estate, which recently acquired Pearl Valley Estate. I've been living in the beautiful Paul Frontrick Valley for the last five years. We are situated right in the heart of the Cape Winelands. Security is our number one priority and it's something we work on every day. And this has earned us the reputation of being the safest estate in Africa. The lifestyle that this area has to offer truly is country living at its best. We're just five minutes away from the historic town of Paul. Paul really is an incredible area to explore, with little gems 
like the Spice Route and Fairview Farms. But the biggest attraction is the excellent schools. Franchuk, on the other hand, is a major international tourist destination and also known as the culinary capital of South Africa, with a diverse offering for every palate and occasion. Our recent acquisition of Pearl Valley is a major game changer for us. Our residents can now enjoy a wide range of amenities unmatched anywhere else in the world. There's the world-famous Jack Nicklaus Signature Golf Course, which is consistently ranked among the top golf courses in South Africa. And there are some beautiful properties on the course. Polder V really is the ideal family environment. We also cater to equestrian lovers with facilities on offer for every discipline, from the two Hurlingham standard polo fields to our state-of-the-art equestrian centers and miles of trails. Our horses live in paradise too. Polder V has its own wine farm and cellars producing award-winning wines which every resident can be proud of. I've been blessed to travel the world but this is the place I come home to. I'm sure you can see why we call it the Valley of Life. And this is my neighborhood. <laughs>